here we go. <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like that open. But it, you know what? We'll, we'll keep it. Keep it. Just, or you know what? They'll take it out and edit. It'll be fine. I'll take it out in post. That's what yeah. the professionals say. Take it out in post. Hopefully, hopefully the post. editor remembers to do that. Okay, welcome yeah. everybody to episode two of Why Bitcoin. Today with me on the show, I have the ever popular Papa Baron. Good to be here. Thanks for having me again. Awesome. Okay, guys. Uh, I want to open the show this week by explaining, uh, one, why the show is entitled Why Bitcoin, and two, just going uh, quickly into who I am and who my wonderful co-host is, Papa Baron. So I'll start by explaining who I am. Uh, my name's Jeff. I've been a person on the internet, uh, <laughs> person that uploads things on the internet for about five-ish years uh spanning hearthstone other video games and making podcasts about video game things uh so i'm no stranger to the internet and recently i've become very inclined to research bitcoin and how it is going to affect the future and that's brought my interest in being on the internet back uh, i'm not an expert in bitcoin i'm actually not an expert in anything i'm actually pretty dumb when it comes to a lot of things but i'm curious as ever so that that's a little bit about me and why i want to make this show papa do you want to give just a little uh blurb about who you are and why you want to be on this show sure uh i am a father and a uh small businessman uh the year 2020 with uh with my business essentially being shut down for the entire year gave me a lot of time to uh contemplate things like monetary policy and everything else and uh so i've sort of been trying to find solutions around being stymied again like i was last year uh and so between that and our friendship uh and you sort of turning me on to bitcoin although i was uh i was studying other things um prior to bitcoin but uh so like you i'm not an expert in this thing um and i'm not really an expert in anything either i guess but, but just uh, curious, i know a lot of stuff curious, curious. and professional googler yeah, professional Googler. And I think both you and I, if I might say, we're pretty good at extrapolating common sense to the I I like the that subject. theory. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a theory. Um, it's a working theory. Correct. Beautiful. And then for anybody that's also brand new, me and Papa became friends on Twitter uh, a number of years ago at this point, I guess, where I had less than yeah, 50 followers. Yeah. It was It, it, it is was actually pretty funny how that happened. Like, it was just a random... It's something that both me and you hate is promoting yourself on Twitter obnoxiously. <laughs> and I said, hey, guys, I need 50 followers to hit affiliate. And you're like, OK, you idiot, I'll follow you. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, this guy cooks and stuff. I'll watch this show. And yeah, through. Uh... What were you going to say? No, not going to say it. Yeah. I was waiting for you. Oh, I was just. And then somewhere along the way, we found friendship in the things that we hate <laughs> about the world pretty much. Which is why I liked you, because I was like, oh, this guy's just here to debate and cause shit. And then one day you called I, me a contrarian. Kind of, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm officially a shit poster, but I am definitely a shit stirrer. Yeah. So like I'm a, I'm a, like a step down from shit poster. Nice. So. I like that theory. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm just, I'm here to make myself laugh. And if other people laugh along the way, then that'll make me smile too. Something tells me 2021 is going to be full of those kinds of moments. So. Lots of lulls. There's been a few this so week. Let's dig into it, man. Let's start. Okay. This, let's start this off. Tell us about Bitcoin. Why? Why? Why Bitcoin? Seven foot fiend. Let me ask you a question. Why Bitcoin? Okay. Let me tell you this. The thing about humans that perplexes me that we all started as young children, and I think the one question we asked 
one of the first questions any kid asks, and you know this having kids, and I have a kid that's starting to ask it too, and if you go back to your childhood, you'll remember asking why, and you'll do it relentlessly to things that don't matter. Why is that light on? Why can't I turn the light on? Why is the carpet red? Why is the sky blue? Why am I going to my grandmother's house today? Why do I have to go to sleep? And we ask this relentlessly, and somewhere along the line, for a lot of people, uh, they just stop asking why. And I think that's the greatest tragedy that can happen in a life um, to where you go to school and the teacher says, you got to figure out how to do this long math. And you say, why? And the teacher says, because I said so. And it just breaks a person's soul in that way. And they're just like, well, I guess I'm just here to do whatever I'm told. And I've never been one to do what I'm told just simply because somebody said so. And I think the reason is you ask why. And when you can figure out the reasons why, then it just makes you a better person. And I always want people to ask why, and I never want people to stop asking why. I think it's one of the greatest questions. And I think uh, why Bitcoin is a question a lot of people have. We're not here to convince you to buy Bitcoin. We're not here to uh, tell you why Bitcoin is amazing. We're here simply to help you ask the questions that you want to answer in why Bitcoin? Why is it being talked about? Why is it coming up in popularity? Why does it matter? Why is my life going to be affected? Is my life going to be affected? And those are all questions that I had when I started looking it up. And those are the questions I want to answer. So why Bitcoin? Why does it matter? All right. Pretty solid. I could go along with that. It's pretty good, right? Like, don't you feel there's a lot of people in your life that at some point in the school system or they got a job and somebody was their boss and they just stopped asking why. And I think that's also a big trigger for where people start getting depressed and anxiety. And once you stop asking why and you're just doing what you're told, you lose a sense of yourself. And that makes me sad to think of having the people. Truth be told, I've never been able to really coalesce well into a job uh, because I do have a tendency to ask why too many times. Okay, let me stop you right there. You just triggered the first game of the day. We're adding games. And the game is, uh, define that. You can ask define define, <laughs> You can ask me to define that whenever I we're say We're going to need a jingle. You know we're going to need a jingle for, for define that. that. Okay, so you said yeah. coalesce. So you tell me what you think it means. Well, I'm first of all, quickly... I think I mispronounced it. It's coalesce, not coalesce. How do you even it's spell bad. that? Coalesce. Google it. I'm trying. Coalesce. C O A L E S C E. Sure, Coalesce. I'll buy that. Okay. I'm horrible at spelling. I'm not even going to try. All right. But essentially, it's uh, it's to come together would be the the layman's definition. I oh, guess. Okay. Yeah. To cause to to cause to coalesce as a single mass. The atoms were co coalesced into a larger molecule. So you were never be able to become a larger molecule I, with a job. I was I, never. Yes. Sense. I was. I've I've never been what a corporation would call <clears throat> a team player per yeah, se perfect. not that i wanted to do harm to anybody i just didn't like stupid rules so yeah because you asked uh, why and that's why i, right, I like right. it thanks Thank that's usually where it comes sure. from you just ask why am i doing this dumb shit and then they don't have an answer for you so you say okay i'm not gonna do it then right or you say well wouldn't it be better if i did it this way mm -hmm. and then they go well no that's never the way we've done it Exactly. That's not my question. That's not what I asked you. I asked you, what do you think about doing it a different way that might be more effective or more profitable or just doesn't Easier. bug the hell out of me? 
that just know? makes more sense for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, Bitcoin is definitely part of that. Well, some people well, say, I mean, why would we use Bitcoin? And it's like, well, why well, wouldn't let's we? Let's even take it further back, right? Satoshi, the the mythological creator of Bitcoin, what did he do? He sat and he he sat down and he said, how or what could we do to fix the problem that is, you Money. know, fiat banking? Yes. You know, and so he settled he settled on this. And I I would love to shake that man's hand, but you know. You will someday. Someday he'll be out there in the stars and we'll all understand each other. That's the dream. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh let's see. Uh we'll start with the question of the day. Are you ready? The question of the day today is how actually which kind of goes against the title but that's fine how to buy bitcoin um because i think a lot of people come in here if they had watched the first episode and maybe they're curious well their next question is going to be like all right how do i get my hands on some of this stuff where do i go to get it and how do i know it's safe uh so i'd like to ask you uh if you're like don't say anything that's gonna out you or whatever but where did you go to buy it uh, where do you store it how did you get it how did you know it was safe do you have any tips or tricks for people that are new to uh, buy it in a safe and secure way? Oh, sure. Uh, well, first of all, got to start with the first very basic. First, let's say this before I say anything about that. Uh, this is a not a financial advice show. We are not financial advisors. Uh, nothing we say or say you should do is something that you should do without researching it on your own. That being said, okay, let me um, let me just comment on that really quick because I heard you say that last week, and I've seen a yep. lot of people saying that online, and it's a thing that people say. So of course I looked up, well, why are people saying this? And the reason people say that is because if you if somebody takes your financial advice, and it ends up being bad for them, then they can sue you on the terms that you told them to do it. So it's your fault that they did it. And thus, it's uh, that's why people put the little phrase in there. This is not financial advice. So I can pretty confidently say, everybody listening, you should just buy Bitcoin and then hold it. And that's good financial advice. But I should also say, this is not financial advice. It's it's a tricky it's a tricky <laughs> little term. It's a tricky little term. It's unfortunately the world we live in is very litigious, and therefore you have to say things like that. So. Okay, so, so how did how did you go about it? That being said, the first thing you should do is you should research. You should listen to this show. You should go on YouTube. There are tons of other shows. Some of the people that I like are Robert Kiyosaki. Um, you can look him up. He's got a, a podcast called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, one of the people that I really like is Crypto Casey. She's very big on YouTube. I would recommend her. Um, and they all have their own different takes on how you should purchase Bitcoin. So after you've done your research, you should, in my opinion, uh, probably look at some of the bigger exchanges. So an exchange for, uh, for definition purposes. Yeah. Define is, that. Yeah. Right. Uh, a definition, <clears throat> a definition. Good Lord. Um, an exchange is a website that you can go ahead and you can tr trade out your fiat money, your cash dollar bills for Well, crypto. not cash dollar bills. It'd have to be money in a bank account. Well, right okay, now. but they think of it like, all right, listen, listen, you. Basically, you set up an account with a with a with uh, an exchange. You give them your banking information. You withdraw fiat cash from your account. 
they take it and then you can go ahead and it usually just sits there until you purchase um coin e-coin of some kind whether it's bitcoin or ethereum or whatever um so so what i did uh if if you know uh if we want to just go ahead and drop some names i've used i've used binance i've used uh coinbase i've used coinbase pro uh i'm still trying to get um approved for uh kraken nice um i've heard kraken is very good Uh, unfortunately I, the week after my driver's license expired, I tried to sign up for Kraken and you have to send them a, a, a picture of your driver's license. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, this is expired. So because of COVID, everything shut down. So I had to mail out for my driver's, driver's license, license so that I can actually do that. So, so those are some of the big players in terms of exchanges. And cool. then let's, uh, let's just go into that a little bit. So anybody that's nervous about Bitcoin and you're like, what is this? That was one of the first aha moments for me was being like, well, if Bitcoin is this big deal, where do I go to buy it? Bitcoin.com. And then you quickly realize, oh, I can get it on multiple sources. I can get it here. I can get it there. I can get it over here and I can put it anywhere, which me- which takes it away from that pyramid schemey uh, little nefarious tricks that they do to, hey, you have to buy it here. And then once you buy it here, we got you. No, you can go anywhere. It's the same as going to uh, opening up a bank account. You can go to 73 banks in your country and open up a bank account wherever you want. It's the same way you can get Bitcoin anywhere you want and papa named the big ones coinbase binance uh there's also smaller ones like uh, bull bitcoin there's swan there is a huge number of them all over the world um yeah so <laughs> look and into I, I which would... one is best for you yeah i mean there and there are pros and cons for each for example um coinbase i think out of all the ones that i've tried hands down easiest far and away to just start purchasing coin i'd agree with that for sure Um, however there are some perks and benefits to opening an account with coinbase pro which is technically a separate entity um you can do stuff like stop trades where you can set a price that you want to purchase at and then the purchase won't execute until that price is met so that's a little more advanced, not necessarily need to going there, but I'm just saying there's, there's pros and cons for a lot of these different trading things. A lot of them have, um, a lot of them have that uh, dollar cost averaging where every week it automatically takes it out of your bank account. So it just automatically makes a, a trade for you. So you don't even have to think about it. That's another bonus of some of them. Uh, yeah, I believe Coinbase does that and Coinbase pro does not. If I am remembering correctly, you'd have to double check. So all that to be said, once you actually purchase some, it is strongly encouraged that you investigate what is called cold storage. Now, do you want to talk about cold storage right now, or do you want to wait for that? Uh, do you have anything else to say on exchanges? I, I feel like we hit every point on exchanges. There's a yeah, lot of I them. Think, yeah, again, it really just comes down to you got to do some research. And if you guys have questions and, and you want us to answer them specifically, you can absolutely just go ahead and type it into the chat or the not the chat. I'm sorry, the, um, the, the comments, comments below. The comments and we below. will definitely get to it next week and we will answer them directly. Yeah, that's uh, actually where I got uh, the com. Well, it wasn't in the YouTube comments, but I got comments and you can also message us on Twitter or on Discord or anywhere you can find us. I, I got some people saying, hey, who's that guy you're talking to? <laughs> And I got people saying, hey, what's the title about? And so that's why we wanted to answer those questions. 
I think, yeah. Well, last week was sort of a trial balloon for both of us. So I yeah. think we're kind of finding our rhythm a little bit. And these questions just help us make the show better, guys. So if exactly. you have them, just keep doling them out. That's fine. Yes. So. Okay. So, yeah, that, that covers exchanges pretty well. Um, let's move on to wallets. And if you want to open with cold, did, did you discover cold storage first or uh, custodial wallets or app wallets first because for me i discovered the app wallets before i even knew what cold storage was are you opposite i actually was yeah i investigated more cold because that was one of my concerns um and i i don't know if you remember us talking about it originally when we first you first were kind of pitching the idea of bitcoin to me one of my biggest concerns was the idea that well what if these exchanges i didn't know what they were called then but what if these websites they get hacked you mm -hmm. know, or some dude decides that he's going to go ahead and print off a million Bitcoin or something like that. Because I didn't understand anything about Bitcoin at that point. Right. OK, can and I stop? So, yeah. I mean, Sorry, can, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I just have a quick story about that. So it, it's just interesting because when you ask questions about Bitcoin, it's been around for 12 years. So most of the questions you have have already been answered. And the main thing you were scared of is what if this website goes down? What if this exchange goes down? And that is exactly what happened in 2014 with Mt. Gox. Uh, if you look into it, basically nobody knew what they were doing with Bitcoin, so everybody was buying it from this one server. Can and then you, that uh, server... excuse me, can you define Mount Gox? Is that, can you spell that and tell us what that is a little bit? Because I have no idea what you're referencing right now. You Oh, you haven't heard of Mount Gox. Okay, so Mount Gox, this is actually a really cool story. Mount Gox started as a Magic the Gathering card game exchange, and it was called Magic the Gathering Online Exchange, hence Mount Gox. Um which turned into a gathering where everybody was talking about Bitcoin. And then they used the online exchange to not only exchange magic cards, but also exchange Bitcoin. Um, it was run by, ugh, I can't remember his name, but I do know that this is where the Winklevi twins got uh, into it because they were part of it. And do you mean Winklevoss? Yeah, the Winklevi, yeah. Oh, oh I, okay, you're being there, there, There's two of them. They go by the Winklevi twins. They're the good guys in the story as of right now, which everybody thought they were the bad guys, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> you can look up the Winklevi and who they were. If you ever watched The Social Network, they were the bad guys against Mark Zuckerberg. Great movie. So Mount Gox um, was an exchange, and everybody had their coins on the exchange, and then it got shut down. And this is actually where Bitcoin Cash or one of the breakoffs happened because somebody did happen to hack Mount Gox, and then what happened was the programming of Bitcoin just said, okay, well, somebody says that all this Bitcoin just moved over here. So we'll just make a split and say, if this happens, we'll call this Bitcoin Cash. And then Bitcoin just went on being Bitcoin. And then the two, that was, I think, the dawn of the first altcoin. So basically, here's a coin that got hacked. If this is the ledger you want to go with, here it is. Bitcoin is going to continue being the ledger that is just going to pretend that that thievery didn't happen so here's this which is why bitcoin is the most important one because it's the longest ledger and therefore the safest and so a lot of people got upset because their bitcoin got stolen they didn't know where it was they lost trust in the system and they all sold whatever they had left you can look up in the graphs uh the big drop off of bitcoin somewhere around 2014 and then gradually over time it started going up so that fear that you had of what happens if this website goes down it happened and it was bad but the fact of the matter is is bitcoin just started gaining popularity again and now it's where it is today so your fear was legitimate and it has happened 
and that's not to say that it couldn't happen again and i don't want to i don't want to i don't think it does anybody any favors to pretend like that couldn't happen again okay if it happened once that's what people do they especially you know these black hat guys they love to hack this stuff so mm -hmm. what is highly recommended by most people that i've uh, watched and I have followed their advice is you get what's called a cold storage wallet. Um, so th the concept of the wallet is actually very similar. If you if you think of Bitcoin or any any ecoin as dollar bills, let's just say for a second, right? You have a wallet that you put into your back pocket that you can fill with dollar bills and walk around, and then you want to uh, <clears throat> pay for something which you can't really do very much with ecoin although that's becoming more accepted mm -hmm. um but it's a it's essentially it's just a container for your ecoin um but what you can do is what's called excuse me i have to cough 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 what you can yes. do there you go sorry about that um what you can do is you can get what is called a cold storage wallet which essentially takes the information and takes it off of the exchanges. So that way it's not, it's literally off the grid. It literally is a physical removal of the information from the internet so it cannot be touched. It is the safest way to go um, in terms of protecting your stuff. It's also, uh, full disclosure, it can be kind of dangerous too in the sense that if you lose your cold storage wallet or the password to your cold storage wallet, you lose access completely to any uh, e-coin that was stored on it yeah. so it becomes a very personally responsible act a very uh self-actualizing act to get involved with bitcoin because it truly becomes uh, a medium of exchange that is solely on your shoulders you can't blame the bank if they lose a, a deposit you can't uh you know blame your brother if he decides to sneak a couple of bucks out of your wallet if you lose your information or you lose your wallet you just lost your money. So yeah. full disclosure, that's something that people really should understand at the very beginning, you know? One thing, yeah, one thing when you get into Bitcoin, you quickly realize how much responsibility you're putting on yourself, which is uh, a good thing. For sure, to be responsible for your own finance is a good thing. And that's something over time people just decided, I I'm just not going to care about my finances. I throw money in the bank, they take care of it. And if it goes away, then I'll just complain to them and they'll give me more. Uh, Bitcoin takes that away. Uh, but gives you the responsibility all on yourself to be in charge of your own life, which is, in my opinion, a, a very good thing. You're not trusting anybody else to watch your stuff. You're trusting yourself, and that's it. Yeah, absolutely, which can be scary for a lot of people, like you said. Uh, and we kind of touched on this last week, too, with the idea that people aren't uh, trained to or educated to care about their own money care right about well themselves at I mean, all. well yeah i mean from the standpoint of we don't know you know it's it's i mean look we we eat mcdonald's right or we eat fast food mm -hmm. we know that there are bad things in that food that are not necessarily the most natural right and don't get me wrong i still eat all the fast food i know but this is my point right mm -hmm. we know things can be bad for us and we just don't care yeah. we know the banking system can be bad for us and we just go we just don't care we, right. we we so look at it this way entering into a relationship with with bitcoin and ecoin is like starting to eat healthy it is you start I, yeah. to take 
you start to take care of yourself, you start to take care of your financial body when you start monitoring where your money is going, how much value it's losing, how much it's gaining. Is it just sitting there in an account earning nothing or is it sitting somewhere and it's earning interest or you've invested it in something and it's gaining value? You know, it becomes this, right. But it becomes this conscious awareness. So it's a lot like um, starting to eat healthy or starting to exercise. You're, You're being aware of what your body is doing or what your financial body is doing and you are making yourself healthier overall as a result. Yeah, just for one more analogy, I kind of liken it to the idea of starting your own business because so many people, they go to school to get a job and then once they have a job, they have a boss and they don't have to do anything. The boss tells them what to do. Uh, Once you start uh, holding your own Bitcoin, it feels more like, okay, well, I'm kind of in charge of this myself. So I can be in charge of, like you said, taking care of my body, taking care of my mental health, taking care of what I'm gonna do with my time. And it's just one step in the right direction, which is why once you own Bitcoin, it's almost a mentality shift, like you said, where you feel more responsible for yourself. And that feels good. It really does, it really does, absolutely. In fact, small anecdote, I would just like to brag a little bit if I could have the floor for a second. Uh, Today, as a matter of fact, today, I went ahead and uh, through Coinbase Commerce, I set up an account And now my business, my little small business, officially can take uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum as payment for any of my goods on my website. So I'm very excited about that. You have a little uh, pay by Bitcoin button on your website? Yep, yep. I checked it out. If you go and you like, you start to check out and stuff like that, then there's actually, you know, like there's an option for like Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, PayPal. right? Now it's Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, and Bitcoin. That's very cool. I do like that. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm very proud of you. The, I was trying to work around that too because I was thinking like on my Twitch channel, I can just literally put pay me in Bitcoin if you want to and then just put a link to my wallet. But that's not what you did. You went a little step further and got Coinbase involved in it. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I felt like, you know, having the, the APIs set up for me was worth whatever exchange rate I'm going to have to pay off. It's also kind of cool uh, when you start to investigate it. Because, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum, they they fluctuate in price, right? Mm -hmm. So you basically can, um, you can dial in allowances. So like, so like, let's say I sell something for $10, right? I can put an allowance that says, you know, I'm going to only take a fluctuation of like 50 cents or a dollar between the two, right? So theoretically, if somebody got me at the right moment with, with Bitcoin, I, they could end up paying, I guess, like $9 for a $10 item. Yeah. or vice versa eleven dollars but it wouldn't you know what i mean like but you're smart because you know that that's going to be worth a lot more in a month or two months or three months right or a couple exactly. of years depending on whatever yeah and and it's, i think someday in on this show we may maybe we should do like just a prognostication show where we just okay kind of define guess. that <laughs> prognostication is when you just you try to predict the future prognostication you know? Really it's a real word. word, I promise you. The I didn't make it up. Of foretelling or prophesying future events. Okay. Prophesying. Cool. Prophesying. Yep. Yeah, great. great by, word. by the way, uh, if you're listening to this, listeners, if there's a word that isn't a word, you should go ahead and just message me on the side and then I'll just use it next week and we'll just see if we can if I can convince Seven Foot that it's an actual word. And That'll be a fun game we'll play. Just you and me. Okay, audience? All right. The problem for you is that I'm a superhuman because I have access to Google, so you'll never be able to pull one over on me. My, my goal is to just say a word that will make you say define that. And I, I think it might be a while till I get there. 
Uh, maybe we should we should bet a Bitcoin on it. Then. We'll see if you can stump me. <laughs> I would never bet Bitcoin. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, so anyways, um, I kind of lost track of where we were at. We were that talking about cold storage. We were talking about your cold store storage. now. Oh, uh, do you want to plug your store really quick? Uh, tell us. What oh, sure. Saw. Yeah, uh, guys. Uh, when I'm not doing super awesome podcasts with my friend Seven Foot Fiend, uh, I do leather goods. Uh, I make uh, hand stitched, hand cut, handcrafted leather. It's at uh, www.tworavenstrading.com. Thanks for looking. That's kind of cool. That That's kind of like our first sponsor of the show now, basically, because it's at the halfway mark where we basically have ads. So what, what was the na- name one more time? Tworavenstrading.com. T-W-O-R-A-V-E-N-S-T-R-A-D-I-N-G. There you go. It's the- long. It's long, but... You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's the best place to go to support Why Bitcoin podcast right now. Thanks, guys. You, you, there you go. Use code Why Bitcoin at checkout for zero oh, percent. Maybe, savings. maybe I'll do that next. You month. could maybe actually do that, which would be kind of cool. Okay, cool. So your store. Uh, now you were talking about cold storage. Was there anything else you wanted to say about cold storage? Any fears you have? Hey, is there only one place you can get cold storage? Oh, what a good question. Thanks for asking. No, actually, there are several. Uh, there are several. The two big ones right now, uh, in my uh, experience and my understanding, is um, Ledger, a company called Ledger, and a company called Treasure. But it's spelled T E R. No, sorry, T R E Z O R. And before I get any further in either of that, I want to say something really important because this is something I think um, it could be easily missed. Okay, if you guys get that far into cold storage. Um, it is highly recommended by everyone, I, everyone that I've watched. You do not buy off of Amazon. You do not buy from a third-party vendor for these things. Oh, you yeah. must buy them directly from the manufacturer. It's yeah. very important so that these things can't be tampered with. Because once again, if these things get tampered with, it's not anybody's fault. It's yours, yeah, right? It's so not your, not your coin if somebody else can access it. Right. If somebody else, and, and that's what happens is they put basically little worm programs that kind of ping whenever you hook the thing up to the internet and they can have access to your money. Mm-hmm. So very important. Again, not financial advice, but very important. Make sure if you I think you only have to say process, it once. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it because it makes me feel good. It's it, like it, it makes you feel, tick. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not financial you know? advice, but you should buy Bitcoin all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw one more uh, cold storage. I've heard a lot of good things about a company called Cold Card. Uh, uh, that's what I've been looking into, Cold Card. So there's three different options you guys can research and see which one best suits you. And you should. And they're, they all have different. So real quick, one of the, one of the things that you uh, will look for is this idea. Oh, here's something we should clarify. Cause this is not something I understood when I first started doing it. Every, every different type of e-coin essentially has a wallet attached to it. Okay. So you can't stick your Bitcoin in to the same wallet per se as, um, as an Ethereum, right? Oh, okay. But, yeah. but your, 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 so like your cold storage actually is a container of multiple wallets all right Uh, that's an important distinction to make because one of the things that happens is some some cold storage containers can only handle like let's like the like the one i have is the ledger s okay that can only handle five wallets total Mm -hmm. um but like the ledger x can have handle like a hundred 
different types of coin essentially so these are different things that you need to kind of be look like if you're the type of person that wants to like play the market a little bit more and maybe try to get rich real quick by buying something at like at a penny and you think it's going to go up like a penny stock kind of scenario but for for e-coin then you're probably going to want a little more containment than just five wallets in your cold storage that's a bad idea you shouldn't probably be doing that well let me what uh, let me uh say one thing then as far as cold storage goes there's also um i don't know what it's not called warm storage i don't know what it is but basically apps that let you store your uh your bitcoins or whatever coins you have on an app wallet which so far to my understanding some of them will only let you have one wallet some of them you can have as many as you want um and some of them are kind of held by the exchanges so there's there's a lot of are, wrong I think those ways are called to go. hot storage uh, it Is could it be wrong but i do i think they are officially called hot storage okay we'll look into it later i don't know uh, i'll stick with warm storage cold storage is just cool because it makes sense it's like it's off off the grid so it makes sense to me well i always think of cold storage as like the like that scene in uh, james bond cold finger you know or, or gold finger not cold finger gold finger where he's like you know he's in that the fort knox and there's like all the it's like this sterile environment there's all these bars of gold that's what i think of when i think of cold storage okay, so, so like seems like super badass to me i'm from a different generation than you cold storage for me reminds me of halo oh i think it's halo 3 because there's a map called cold storage and it's really small and tight and everybody's like fighting in these tight corners so and and, and there's a cold i never had an xbox blue. i never played halo I'm sorry. one day we'll play halo it's it's still up we can play so that's what that's what cold storage was to me so okay all right so either way we have cool ideas of what it is but um it is important to to look at although i will say one other thing one other caveat it's generally recommended so like uh, let me put it this way if you go out today and you buy ten dollars worth of bitcoin it's not generally recommended that you immediately also go out and buy cold storage Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's a it's as you get more involved in the process and you want to protect a larger sum of cash or money. It's so weird, right? Isn't it weird it's, that we have hard to kind of... Yeah, it's hard we, to say what We word. have to keep referring to it as coin, even though it also is cash, and it's also a storage good. And Why it's like, Bitcoin? Bitcoin it, and capsules, all those things. So you're just the it one does. that it, keeps it's talking just, about it's the so, other it's, weird I'm ones. trying to be so precise with my language sometimes, it's but tough. then I get... Yeah, it is. It's very tough. So anyways, um, so anyways, just... just uh, the number I heard, and this is kind of what I've stuck to, is that if I have more than uh, $500 worth of uh, e-coin out on the warm exchanges, we'll call them, or the warm wallets, then you should probably pull some of that back and put it into your cold storage. You know, Basically, your warm storage is just for stuff that you want to be active with. If you don't want to be active with it, you just dump it straight to a cold storage and just let it sit or right. hodl 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 so yeah to make it uh, a little bit more simplistic for people that just know nothing just imagine you have a vault at the bank and you have a bunch of gold bars and you want to keep them in a vault at the bank you can do that with cold storage and then when you have a bank account you have a bank account where you can just quickly go to any atm and access your cash right away so cold storage is more like a vault and the other wallets on your phone are more like a quick atm bank account is how i've kind of made it work yeah i would agree with that yeah it's like a social security box or or a vault or something like that is cold storage right yeah exactly and most people do store their cold storage in a safe in their house so not only is it locked up on the 
actual physical thing it looks kind of like a usb drive sort of uh, and then they'll take that and actually put it in a safe papa's is in the top room of his back corner house in the attic and just joking. i bury mine in a coffee can out in the yard every time I want to <laughs> right beside my pile of gold <laughs> and a treasure map that I found on a pirate with one eye. It was great. There's going to be actual treasure maps for cold storage wallets probably sometime. In the oh my God, I just great. realized, what if people started doing geocaching with That'd those things? Cool. You know what geocaching is? I do. A, a guy I worked with used to love geocaching. He talked about it all the time, relentlessly. Oh man, what if Elon Musk did that one time where he just like, he took one Bitcoin, right? And he just he just cold storaged it and then geocached it. Uh, well, they, to, to, to make that a reality, I did hear that um, Mr. Beast bought a plot of land on the moon that you could put anything on and somebody put a million dollars worth whoa, of Whoa, 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 wait, excuse me a second. What the hell? When, did, when were we allowed to buy property on the moon? How did that okay. happen? Okay, first off, I bought property on the moon for my wife like seven years ago. You can What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We own land. How much does it cost? I, I can't remember, but it was not. Expensive. Is it like an acres or square footage or what? Like, yeah, I've never an, heard of this. This is insane. An, what? I have an acre of land on the moon in the Lake of Dreams. I think it was like Shut 40. Up. Yeah, it was like 40 bucks or something. Uh, I don't know if this is legit or not, but I have the document hanging on my wall. I'll send you the picture of it later. It's pretty sweet. I mean, like, I've heard of like the star registry where you can like it's name like, a star. Yeah, exact same somebody. thing. Exact same but thing. that actually goes into like the national star registry of the United States, man. Like, that's legitimate. You just, you pay like all right yeah, now i have cool. to investigate this i'll, I'll send you the I link mean, for it colonize, i want an acre up on the moon like for that, my that's, summer home. that's what i was thinking so uh mr beast bought one and one of the big bitcoin boys put a million dollars worth of bitcoin and it's like here put, put this code up there so it's there for whoever grabs it whenever how did he put it on the moon what a million dollars of bitcoin is on the moon yeah which you can only imagine will be what it's worth and you know whenever we actually get back to the moon are you just, are you just totally BSing me right now dude i do a lot of bitcoin research i know so many little funny stories it's insane and no i'm not BSing up there? like what did okay so what? they're working on these things called spaceships and satellites it's kind of like how we're talking right now through <laughs> i don't know how they got it up there but they're getting it up there i don't know if it's up there so yet but much. i think you've been duped my friend i think Look you have been the internet is also full of these I things post, trolls, i will post I the link in the description down below for better. people that want to see what mr beast bought we got no links last time just for the record so yeah you probably won't get any links this time either but i'll keep saying <sighs> ladies and gentlemen please leave a comment about how you want to see links in the description from now on. We're Thank really you. working on the production value, as you can see the. It's week two. We're still coming up with this thing. Fine. Yeah. It, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. This week's going to be better production value. I guarantee it. Oh, so. we. I am actively looking into getting it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you can get podcasts. I've put in a little bit of research right now. It's just on YouTube, but it's uh, coming everywhere as soon as I can get the link figured out that then i have more time than you do i think right now so that's what? fine if you can research it yeah I, i've got yeah. a few but we can we can talk about that later not a big deal i know oh my god hmm? this is live people are hearing this yeah i know shh, shh. <laughs> all right all right so where are we at we got uh, uh so you talked a bit about cold storage and how much you love cold storage i'd love to talk quickly but really i was a, it, honestly i can, i don't think i could say enough about it just from the standpoint of it makes it makes it very secure in my mind, which was my biggest concern. Because 
we talked last week about how we thought, you know, people had heard about it or whatever. I literally had heard about Bitcoin and everything else years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And my concern then, and as it was maybe even three months ago, my concern was some idiot is going to go ahead and just print a million of these things. And I'm going to invest actual time and money into them. And it's going to be worth crap, you know? And so the idea that I can, not that I've learned more, obviously, about Bitcoin and its, and its inherent overall you value. You can't print more. You can print more of all the yeah. other coins, but Bitcoin well, you can't print You know what? More. Someday I would like to answer that question. Well, we can talk about it another time. But That'll be the I'd next like show for sure. Question. No problem. Yeah, I'd like you to answer that question on how that works. Um, but the idea that I can take my Bitcoin or my Ethereum or whatever it is, I can take it and I can... I can take it off the internet so people can't touch it. It's physically removed from the internet. It's safe. That means a lot to me in terms of my security. As somebody who is currently purchasing e-coin, not as a mode of actual cash in hand, you know, not in terms of actual transaction value, but in terms of long-term storage, like a gold or silver, to be able to do that, you know, like... There are some people, right, that they buy gold and silver, but they don't actually buy it, right? Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I buy gold and silver, and I keep it. Yeah, I actually just bought, uh, this is kind of controversial right now this week, but we just bought some silver on the weekend, uh, some physical silver. I got it coming to my house soon, which I'm excited about. Right, and I think think that's absolutely something people should look at, especially, I don't don't think, by the way, that those prices are going to stay up on silver. I think that... I think that some of those Reddit boys just got a little overzealous. It's not, but... there's, there's, we, that's a deep dive. We can talk about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair later. enough. But okay. So, all right. So anyways, let's I, keep I, it to wallets. Yeah. Let's keep it to wallets. It's, it's, I think it's a great thing. I think it's really important. So that being said, what, where, where are we going next year? Okay. So I want to talk about the, the apps quickly because there's also a crap ton of apps you can get. There's a crap ton of cold storage wallets, but you can also get a bunch of apps. And as far as pop is concerned, yeah, he's right that it's very much, I, I don't even want to say it's safer to keep it on cold storage. I suppose it is safer, but that kind of makes it sound like having it on an app is unsafe, which is at this point in the game, very not i'm gonna say not true like there's a lot of apps you can get that are just as safe as cold storage um if you look into them okay but explain to me here's my question then okay given what we've already said about so we need to be more clear i think because we're not being in the in the concept of an exchange right like like the coinbase we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. if i say i take 50 dollars out of my savings account and i and I give it to Coinbase, mm-hmm. I can buy $50 at the time, whatever the price is, I can buy $50 worth of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Coinbase will hold on to that. It becomes a de facto wallet. Yes. So the question I have for you then is, why wouldn't I just keep my stuff on Coinbase? Why would I get another app to transfer it to that? Because there's going to be fees, isn't there? If I transfer it off of Coinbase to a cold store or to a to a warm wallet it's there's going to be fees right okay so a hundred percent yeah but the the thing is you you put it on cold storage because that way you're holding it yourself there's a term in bitcoin uh not your keys not your coin or no keys no cheese and when you open up a wallet app every bitcoin comes with a this is kind of the techie part of it it comes with a private key and a public key and that's what you're actually storing it's a chain of digits or numbers 
that a computer can read that says this is worth this many bitcoins and in order to trade them back and forth you need to have the private key and the public key both talk to each other and then sent to another person's wallet and that's how they know that that bitcoin is moving from point a to point b when you have it on the exchange like coinbase exchange they're holding both your private key and your public key which means you don't have any control over it when you put it on an app like blue wallet or wallet of satoshi or samurai um, you get what's called a seed phrase which is a series of either 12 or 24 words um, and i don't know 100 percent of all of this i'm still not 100 percent sure so do your own research but that seed phrase is basically your private key therefore if anybody hacks into and exchange and tries to take your your um, Bitcoin, they need both your public key and your private key. And if your private key is on Blue Wallet, but your public key is wherever else it is, they can't move that coin around. So as long as you're holding that uh, chain of words that is access to your keys, then nobody can steal it from you. So as long and um furthermore when you open these apps they don't ask you for any of your information it's just like here's a wallet here's your seed phrase have at it and what's nice is if your phone breaks that seed phrase is what's stored on the overall bitcoin database so when you get a new wallet you download blue wallet or a new phone rather you download blue wallet again and then you put in that seed phrase and says here's all your bitcoin all right here easy to access um so basically I by think, i may i think it should be mentioned that that seed phrase is not even is not even retained by a company like blue wallet that's right or like for the cold storage um they have a program that generates the, the phrase that's 24 it's 24 for cold storage as well for like ledger mm -hmm. um same thing ledger doesn't retain it which is why when we're saying if you lose that information, you can't get it back. It's because no one else has it on the planet. Nobody else has it. That's right. It's so, well, it's so encrypted. It's, it's, that's where the cryptography comes into play. Right. But that's but So my point is, is they have software that generates it, but not retains it. So that's what makes it so safe. Keep so, going. Yeah. So make sure if you are going to buy Bitcoin and you decide to keep it on the exchange, you need to be aware that if that exchange goes down, you can't access to it. So if you put it on a wallet, you can access it whenever you want, but you're 100% responsible for it. You need to be responsible for your own life when you get into Bitcoin. And that's, uh, yeah, it's very important. No, I, I, I agree. And it's, it's uh, so at some point, we're going to have to talk about the uh, DeFi network that's coming up because there's some really some exciting things that are related to this. And one of the things is this company called BlockFi, mm -hmm. which again, do your research, but um, it's, uh, it's like a savings account for eCoin and they have the same kind of technology where it's safe. Um, it's probably, I don't know, it's probably hackable now that I think about it. I'm not hundred percent sure. Eh? It's tough to figure it out. Yeah, they actually give you like interest on it. And it's, it's, I've been, I've been looking into, into BlockFi. How much do you know? I'm, Can I'm you already, talk about it, or is it hard for you to explain? Yeah, I'm pretty on it. I, I just, I, I. Here's my problem: is that I would buy something on Coinbase Pro, and it would just sit there essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily dump everything onto cold storage, right? Because it's just because the problem is with cold storage, in my view, okay, it's sort of like, um, it's just like regular cash, right? If you, if you, if your money's not doing something for you, it's just sitting there. Yeah. And that bothers me. 
right? So and this is part of that whole process of me becoming more aware of what my money is doing, right? So BlockFi, what they do is you can deposit your e-coin with them and they, because they are what they call DeFi, which is decentralized finance. It's all based on, um, oh my God, this uh, this is rabbit holing and I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Tough, right? So decent really decentralized was going to be a word that I thought we could just kind of define really quickly for people that don't understand. You should. You should. So we haven't done that. And maybe, maybe for, you know what, let's, let's, let's table BlockFi right now. Let's talk about the concept of Bitcoin itself. Right. Can, do we, do we have time to do that? You think? Okay. So I was going to say, let's tell me all you know about <laughs> Uh, defy and then at the end like uh at the another segment of the show we're gonna do like let's define some really buzzwords in bitcoin and decentralized was going to be one of them okay all right so then so i can i'll just assume we're going to come back and define these things yeah we'll just define um, as we go and audience we apologize we, we're we're trying our best here but there is a lot to cover and we don't want to we're just here to chat ahead. about it we're just here to chat about it and chatting it's fine whatever it's, it's fine cool. people are going to go on their own way from here hopefully to try I hope and... they are. I hope they do. um so decentralized finance is is it's almost easier to define what it is versus what it or against what it isn't okay yeah. Yeah. So centralized finance is the idea of the idea is it's like the concept of the federal reserve system in the united states all the banking that occurs in the Federal Reserve System of the United States occurs through the Fed, okay? Nothing, no bank, you can't even be registered as a bank unless you are, um, what is it called, certified, I guess? Oh, yeah, certified through. by the Fed and registered. So in. you have to become a certified bank. They keep track of all the ledgers. They have, everything is is all in one location, essentially, and, and they kind of control the whole thing. That's the really, really, really basic version of yeah. centralized banking. And okay? that's true for every country in the world. Like, you're talking about the states, yeah, but oh, yes. every, every country has their own central banking system where everything goes through. Other, so yeah. decentralized banking or decentralized finance is this concept that the finance is actually based on a decentralized um, algorithm. Would that be the right word? It's based on everybody's checking it. Rather than one bank checking to make sure that the ledger is good. Oh, Papa Baron sent seven foot fiend five bucks. The central bank knows it's true, so it's true. Decentralized means uh, everybody knows it's true. So I know, you know, my friend knows, everybody or all of their friends know. So rather than one person being in charge or one bank, everybody is in charge. And, and there are lots of really great videos to check out how this works. But the long story short is there are thousands of people with just, I mean, you can just use basic computers to do this. You don't have to have a whole lot of specialized equipment. You can run the blockchain you, in what's called nodes. Yeah, that's okay? another thing we're going to get into later. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So so the idea is, is seven, here's, here's, here's the concept of, of decentralized, okay? Um, you have, you have user X and user Y, okay? So user X gives user Y $10 of Bitcoin, okay? And they run it through the exchanges. So at the same time that's happening, Seven Foot and I are both running nodes, okay? And us plus thousands of other people. So what happens is <clears throat> if, if, let's just say user X is my buddy, okay? And he comes to me and he says, hey man, could you uh could you go ahead and erase that 
So like, it doesn't even look like I gave user Y the cash. And then I go ahead and I go in and I go, dit, 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 dit. okay, done. Right. You never gave them, you still have that $10 of Bitcoin in your account, in your, in your wallet. And, and why in, according to my register, why never got the cash? So why doesn't have the money, but then seven foot and thousands of other people all recorded the original transaction and they go, wait, no, no, no. That's not how this, no, they, they basically can call BS on it. Right. And it's, there's a lot more technicality to it essentially, but that's what we mean by decentralized. There is no way one person could manipulate the system because thousands of other people are actually also operating the system in tandem with anybody else. Just to explain how important that is. Um, and the fact that nobody's checking on the central banks. This is how infinite money is created when you talk to people at the Fed and there's that classic clip of the guy saying the, the federal bank has an infinite amount of money. It's because nobody checks. So when uh, a, com- a country needs money, all they do is type in a number and then all of a sudden they have that money. Obviously, when that happens, you know, there's consequences like inflation and all that sort of sort of stuff but nobody can check it so if america says all of a sudden america has an extra three trillion dollars okay america has an extra three trillion dollars where they got it from it doesn't matter nobody knows and then they send it out which is a major problem because it makes the value of the dollar less when there's more of it and with the decentralized system nobody can create more without everybody agreeing to it you can't create more and you can't game the system you know like i said i can't go in because i mean in theory yes i could and that's that's and so with decentralized finance we also talk about the idea of a trustless system okay that's a really important concept in in bitcoin and in in ecoin is the idea that i don't have to trust that you're going to be honest because the system won't let you be dishonest and that's a really big thing so like so for example, if you go to my website and you buy something, okay, with you buy, let's say you buy a wallet from me using Bitcoin, okay, I don't have to trust that the bank is going to pay me. I don't have to trust that you have the money in your account because if you can give me the Bitcoin, you have the Bitcoin. That's right. Yeah. That's how it works. No credit. And there is no credit system. It is what it is. And you can't go back and you can't, like so like for paypal we and and you know this as a streamer right especially earlier maybe maybe three four years ago there was a huge rash of people making massive donations through paypal right they were using fiat currency through paypal to donate to streamers and then they were coming back you know because they they wanted the accolades oh look at this guy he just gave this guy ten thousand dollars it's amazing right and then he would go back and he would tell PayPal, no, 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 no. That was that was a that was a back charge. I didn't mean to do that, or whatever it was. You know what I mean? So that he would get the money back and then the streamer would be out that cash, right? Remember that when that was happening? Yeah. 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 So with Bitcoin, you can't do that. There is no no takesies backsies. No, there's no takesies backsies on Bitcoin, right? Because the way the system is is written, the way the code works mm-hmm. is it is not only is it locked into place, but it's locked into place by thousands of people who are all double checking yeah. all at the same time. Same. So it's a really, it's really an amazing concept in terms of programming and, and just overall uh, 
innovation in terms of uh finance computing so, well it's basically you know what's 17 times 364 i don't know but my calculator knows and i trust my calculator to know uh, so you just let technology be like hey what's going on here the technology knows it, it takes it out of the human because even if everybody's honest with like a human transaction mistakes can happen just mathematically yep, or you can send it to the wrong account now it's I guess not impossible, but it's basically impossible for a mistake to happen because you're letting the technology be in charge of what's going on, which is just yeah, a and way I think, better way. To I think, it. I mean, yeah, there's that. And then absolutely there's the idea that if someone's trying to game the system, there's also a stopgap measure in that as well. And that is just a, it's a, it's a really big deal. So that, so when we talk about decentralized finance, what De Di defi 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 it's just defi basically basically what defi is it's just it defi. is all of the products that are now flowing they are starting to flow around the concept of bitcoin mm -hmm. okay so like um <clears throat> so like like block block fi block fi mm -hmm. um it is a lending house so they essentially you put your bitcoin in with them Right, they loan out loans based on how much uh, e-coin they have, right? Like a like a bank, yeah. essentially. They make loans, they get a return on those loans, and you get interest on your coin, whatever it is, whatever as a percentage. But you're risking that they loan out. It's the same way if a bank loans out too much, all of a sudden it's not there. That's that's what I'm still nervous about about the, the whole bank. Right, and I, I have to admit a little ignorance on that. I don't know if they set rules for themselves in terms of we will only loan out as much as we have. Um, I do know, and and again, guys, I encourage you to guys to research all of this stuff because it's, it's happening so fast. Like, yeah. we're going to record this on a Monday, and you guys probably won't even get it until like a Friday or Saturday, right? And I guarantee you something will have changed between them. That's There's, how fast this stuff is happening. And that's why, you know, this podcast, just to put it back into simple terms, I don't want this to be a podcast about like the top news stories of the week. It's just a really, I want it to be a really basic beginner's intro to what Bitcoin is and talking about the, the buzzwords that you're going to come across and how to do it safely, securely, and ask any dumb questions that you might have because most of them have been asked by me and papa and <laughs> so don't don't be scared don't be scared to ask dumb questions because you'll get an answer and then you get yeah, a little bit less dumb definitely will but yeah um, there's so anyway, a so stories that are this it's all of the products that are starting to pop up now you've got you've got home loans you've got insurance that is popping up over over uh decentralized financing you have all just regular loans like BlockFi. so all of the if you look at basically Look at all of the the systems that are centered around Wall Street. Okay, the the what is it called the the futures markets and mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Okay, but all of that stuff is now starting to be created around DeFi. blockchain technology. Yeah. So that's called the DeFi universe or whatever DeFi. you want to call it. Uh, yeah, basically, DeFi is going to be as simple of a term to understand as what the internet is. But we're just so early in right. it. Like when people are saying internet. It was like, what is this word? What World Wide Web? What is that? Now it's stupid to think of it because it's so obvious. Because everyone knows what it is, yeah. absolutely. So it's going to be, it'll be that next step in in understanding. Uh, okay, we're getting close to uh, an hour here. So let's just quickly uh, do a price check. I want to do yep, a little price go. check. I think, 
I think that'll be fun to do weekly just to see what it's yeah. at. Uh, so I'll tell you what. Uh, I mean, I'm going to check my Coinbase app right now. Coinbase Pro, go tell me what it is. So I'm on Coinbase regular and it's 3366602. Is that what you're seeing? What you no, I, mine's taking forever to load because okay. my internet is not so good out here. Oh, no. What if the internet right. goes okay. down? So I have Bitcoin at uh, 33650 and 44 cents. There you go. So right around the 33000 mark, which is where it's been all week. It, did, it had a bit of a spike to 38 earlier in the week from something. I don't know what it was. Something Elon said. but Yeah, there was a brief a brief flush where it, it's, it spiked, but it did come back down. And, so, oh, but... I, it's it's up twelve. It's up point twelve percent on the last twenty four hours. So. Yeah, it go and it does go up and down. And uh, one thing I want to talk that's funny about the price of Bitcoin is like I'm kind of living in the world where I don't care what the price is anymore, because like you said, uh, people are going to be like, well, once I have my Bitcoin, the pr- it's not just sitting there doing nothing. It's it's going up in value. So just holding it is getting better. But once you really understand Bitcoin, you're not going to care how much it's worth in dollars. You're going to care how many Sats you own. And and the goal is to get as many sats as possible is what uh, most people's goals are to just stack in oh define sats so sat is a satoshi which is a 100 millionth of a bitcoin it can uh, one bitcoin can be broken up into 100 million parts one sat is one 100 millionth and you want to buy as many of those as you can so that number never changes i actually had a conversation with somebody came into my stream and i was like well i bought a bunch of bitcoin but then the price went down so i didn't have any left and the 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 answer to that is no whether you buy whether you buy bitcoin at a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars you're going to have an amount of sats or an amount of bitcoin that number will not change the amount that it's worth changes so uh like papa said if you can get on to a program where you're gaining more sats every day that's great but the the price is going to go up and down and it's just something you have to decide not to stress about but it's also fun to look at i think it's a it's a concept it's a it's a concept that you have to um wrap your brain around mm-hmm. okay um, i think eventually people will care every day what it's worth again we talked about this a little bit last week what i'm banking on is the day when i can go to my grocery store and i can buy a gallon of milk with it you can do that okay? right now i can't i cannot go to the piggly wiggly and buy a gallon of milk there's they apps, look dude. At me like yes there are apps that you can do if you had a fold app card you could do it that was the other thing i wanted to do for the end of the show is uh talk about a few apps that or any developments that we were excited about this week so <laughs> apps like that what they do is they convert it into for my example they would convert it into usd yes. i don't want that what i want is i want like my company could do to ravenstrading.com what i want is that you can go to a location and spend because what happens in my opinion again just my opinion when you can walk into a store and you can spend btc which is the the ticker tape for or the ticker marker for, for bitcoin, bitcoin. Yeah. If you can just spend that, not dollars, right? I don't want to, I don't want to, this gallon of milk is on the shelf. I don't Mm -hmm. want to spend $2 on the gallon of milk. I want to spend 0.00 liters for anybody in Canada. Four liters is what he means. (laughs) I forgot this, this, uh, this podcast is international, man. We're going worldwide. Worldwide, G. Yeah. North America. (laughs) But yes, you want to, you go, you want to go into the grocery store and buy a gallon of milk. You can do that. That's what. Like you can, you can't you just, do that. 
I am waiting for is when they just take straight up Bitcoin. Because yeah. when that happens, when that happens, the price of Bitcoin stabilizes infinitely, yes. right? Yeah. If it's no longer a speculative market, if if I'm not going to, let's say, let's say I have, let's say I get paid in Bitcoin, which some people are starting to do now. We talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I'm getting paid in Bitcoin, right? I'm, I don't, I want it to be stable. I want it to, I want to be able to know the price today, tomorrow, and the day after, right? Mm -hmm. So once we get to that point where we're actually trading in it, it becomes a real world currency, then it's going to stabilize and people are going to, it, it's just going to be that much more valuable. Let it me really ask, is. Let me ask you that. How much research have you done into the Lightning Network? Uh, I've actually done more into the Ethereum Network. Okay, two two completely different things, but that's fine. Uh, the Lightning Network, basically, in a nutshell, it takes whatever Bitcoin you have, uh, automatically changes it into whatever currency the location of store is taking for you, uh, magically turns your Bitcoin into whatever they want, and then they, on their end, receive that currency. So, like, you go to the dollar store, uh, you have a Bitcoin Visa, which Visa has just recently said, yeah, we're going to start adding Bitcoin to our um, our business model where you can just have Bitcoin on, a, on the Visa network. Um, so you swipe your Visa Bitcoin card and the company gets whatever money they want and it just comes out of whatever uh, balance you want. Th th and this is going to be used for, I could just literally only be holding euros and I can go to an American store and just be like, yeah, put it on visa and the lightning network automatically changes the amount of euros I have, does the uh, conversion rate, changes it into American dollars and the, and that store receives American dollars and I lose euro dollars or Bitcoin or whatever you want it to be. The, the lightning network is some pretty crazy stuff. I think that's an amazing technology and it's only available because of Bitcoin and, and, uh, you know, the, the blockchain technology. Yeah. But my problem with that is that what we, we need to have as long as people keep and now, sorry, uh, everyone in all the audience, we're now we're just kind of getting into like philosophical debate essentially. Okay. But as long as it's just a speculative market, it's going to, it, it's not going to become something solid that you can truly depend on because here's the thing right now. And we've seen this in the last six months, we have gone from Bitcoin being somewhere, what, in like the 15s or 16,000. It was 7,000 last March. And then it was 20 7, 000, at the beginning of December. Up on March in about a month and a half. And we're at 30,000. Mm -hmm. You cannot have those kind of swings. Okay. And have it be stable enough to be used. It can it can fluctuate slightly, like the like the currently how the dollar fluctuates, right? Yeah. Okay, that was going to be my point. Is like literally that's the system the world is running on. Bitcoin fluctuates a lot like, up and down. The dollar fluctuates right now. Okay, let's say just against the what do you guys have? The loon Canadian. What's your what's yes, your? Yes, we, we trade in loons and tunes. Okay. Loons and tunes, right? So the tunes is a two dollar for you, right? Like a two dollar. A toonie is two dollars. Yeah. So, so for example, right? I think you guys are actually stronger than the dollar right now. No, right? we're like, not. We're seventy cents well, no? on the dollar. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's just let's just put it in like plain terms, right? I take a dollar, right, right now today, and I go buy something in Canada, and it's going to give me seventy cents of loon, 
right? But tomorrow it could be 72 cents, yes. right? Yeah. The way we're dealing with Bitcoin right now is I could go in and I could buy a Bitcoin worth of loon and to be worth one loon today. And then tomorrow it could be worth 15,000 loon. Yes. Like that's not, that is not a, a, a stable an enough way for people to trade with it. So the problem you with know? that is that if you actually look at the charts, uh, Bitcoin, although it looks like it's crazy, I mean, it is crazy. I'm not going to deny, deny it's not crazy. But when you look at the percentages rather than the dollar amount, it's been relatively stable and going up 20% coming down, 20% going up 40% coming down, 40%. So people right. see that it's changed. Oh, it changed $10,000. Yeah, but that's only 25% and that's what we were expecting to see happen anyway. So it's not really that big of a deal. And then uh, on top of that, one sat will always be worth one sat. So if you stop comparing it to other other currencies, all you want to do is just compare it to itself. So, so long as I have one sat in my uh, Bitcoin wallet, I'll know that I have one sat and I don't care what it's worth in dollar amounts because that's going to change forever. It, it, it's actually, if you, if you flip the script... We talked about this in the first episode, yeah. talked about what is money, yeah, okay? Yeah, and you kind of just fell into my trap, all right? Because what I want is I want people to say, okay, this leather wallet isn't worth $50. It's worth 0. 0.0005 sat, okay? Yeah. That's what I want, right? And so my point is, is right now, Bitcoin is very speculative. It's like gold. Nobody, you can't, you could go to a hundred people right now. You could show them a gallon of milk or a new car or whatever. And you could say, how much in gold is this worth? They wouldn't be able to tell you at all. And the problem is right now, Bitcoin is the exact same way. But you can't tell me what's good about how that. much. Go ahead. What's good about that is the bartering system becomes better because it's up to each individual, me and you, to say, what is it worth to me? So if I'm buying a wallet from you and I say that's worth 500 sats and you say, okay, we don't have to care about what the government calls a sat. We don't have to care about what well, I, I the street. I 100% agree. Right? I so hundred, what, I, what I want is more adoption of that. I want more people to be on that level. If, we, if, if you have a thing like you were just describing with the Lightning Network, where I'm going to be, I'm going to be a normie and I'm going to just keep carrying, you know, fiat money in my pocket. I never have to engage in that system. Mm -hmm. And therefore you and I can't deal on that level. If, if I'm the normie and you're, you're the coiner, we'll never engage on that level because they, they're, they're going to take it away. You know, you see what I'm saying? Well, I you, mean, you, they're just lesser than you. If they're, if they're using fiat, you can just be like, if they're, yeah, if they're, if they're a fiat normie, then whatever, we can barely be friends, but you understand what I'm saying. Philosophically, <laughs> what we want as, as coiners is we want adoption. We don't want, we don't want a mask over what's happening, right? We don't want it. We don't want to make it easier for somebody else necessarily. And this is, purely philosophical right like whatever okay. but the point is is right now bitcoin to be fair is just a what do they call that it's, it's not a currency you can't really use it as a currency still it's getting there it's very much I'm getting gonna, there. 100% but, disagree with you man like if you talk to bit if you talk to bitcoiners that it's 100% a currency and it's 100% has value and 100% between each individual they make up what they think it's worth and for the most part people actually own bitcoin in the world right now i just heard of the statistic yesterday i was just i, think I was it's just listening point, it's either i think it's 2% or 0.2% it's like a 
million people actually own Bitcoin. A, a million? million people. Oh, a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. I know. It's very early. It's exciting, isn't it? Right. So, my, do you get those my, million, so, but those million people, if you talk to them. Thought experiment, though. You take, you take your five Satoshi, okay? Five Satoshi is currently, uh, it's not even, it's, it's what, 50 it's cents? Pennies, not okay? even pennies, yeah. Okay. So, let's just assume, for sake of argument, it's 50 cents. You could buy a pack of gum with that, let's just say, okay? Mm -hmm. Could you go anywhere in your town right now, buy that pack of gum with five Satoshi? In a roundabout way, I could. Right, in a roundabout way. Yeah. And what I what I'm advocating for, because I'm I'm pretty, you know, you, you I think you, you think you I think you think you're pretty hardcore Bitcoin. I am super hardcore Bitcoin, and that I want everyone to adopt it. Do you know why? Because fuck, um, are we allowed to swear? Are we allowed to swear? It's in this our podcast? show. It'll be beep, bleeped out in post. I'm sorry, but f the government, seriously. <laughs> And this takes them all out of time. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to just. And the podcast just I, got shut down by some outsiders. <laughs> we just got shut down. Yeah. Uh, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. philosophically, you and I are exactly on the same page. I'm just a little, I think I'm just a little more hardline than you because okay, so... I want it to be accepted across the board. I, I want it. I literally want to be able to go into the grocery store, the hardware store, buy a car, just day-to-day -day transactions. Like, like, like you and I go out drinking, right? Mm -hmm. And you, and, and I buy you some drinks. I want you to pay me back in Satoshi. I want, I want you to pay me back at coin. We can you know that. what I'm saying? We could do that. Yes. But the general populace can't do that. Well, if we go and to a bar that, that takes Bitcoin, then yeah. What's that? If we go to a bar that takes Bitcoin, then yeah. Well, maybe. And I and, think, that but that's other, what I. The, the other benefit is if you're selling your wallet, for like to bring it back to your store. If you're selling your wallet for ten bucks, I don't know what you sell them for. Um, ten bucks. So ten bucks. When you post it for or this amount of Bitcoin, the amount of Bitcoin you're going to ask for, if you're smart, you it would be less than ten dollars worth of Bitcoin because you know in a week, two weeks, three weeks from now that Bitcoin is going to be worth more than ten dollars. Therefore paying with bitcoin for the most part you get a discount on the good at the given time but over time you gain more and so it's a win-win because the person paying for the thing gives oh, less than the dollars i agree with you that's why i'm willing to do it but do you have to i mean you have to acknowledge right okay so let's say look at it from another standpoint let's say you work for me okay mm -hmm. and i'm super hyped into bitcoin and i'm going to pay you in bitcoin yeah. Right. But right now, let's say I pay you a fifth of Bitcoin every week to work for me. Mm -hmm. That's really good, by the way. That would mm -hmm. be like super, I, that would be really nice. Right. I pay you a fifth in Bitcoin, but you aren't guaranteed that that Bitcoin is going to be worth that fifth. So, like, no, right it's now, always, it's gonna... always going to be worth a fifth of a Bitcoin. So long as you give me a fifth yeah, of Bitcoin, but... I have a fifth of Bitcoin. Doesn't matter what its dollars worth. Things are only worth what you pay for them, or things are only worth what people are willing to pay for them. So it's and my the job then to take that fifth of a Bitcoin and make somebody else want it for whatever it is I'm looking for. How how could you ever do that? Okay, do you, did you not watch the Didi uh, Taitatu interview? Probably, I don't know, dude. I've watched a lot of videos. Okay, this guy, this guy is literally like six years ago 
Okay, this will be the last story of the podcast. Uh, six years ago, he just said, you know what, screw the system. I'm just going to, he was a millionaire from random businesses. He sold his house, he sold everything, and he's just like, I'm just going to buy a bunch of Bitcoin and I'm going to travel the world. And he's got three kids and his wife, and they just live. Uh... Hawaiian guy? Which guy? Is that the Hawaiian guy? Uh, he's, I don't think he's Hawaiian. He might kind of look Hawaiian. That's probably what you're thinking. Didi. So yeah, his job, like he's made it his job to just go to. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you were cutting off. What were you saying? He actually, I actually just watched a CNBC video that featured him today. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I haven't watched that one yet, but he's awesome. So what he does is he just goes to a Airbnb with his family, talks to the guy that owns it. If it's worth three thousand dollars a month, he says, "Okay, I'll pay you in Bitcoin." He talks down sits down talks with the guy and says this is why this bitcoin is worth money this is why you should have it and then he just gives them bitcoin so it's up to the individual to say what it's worth so if you're going to give me a i can i can get that but you got to understand that again there's only a million people that own coin right you and i are literally one of a million yeah well like, i've always thought that about you but you're so nice all right you know what this is good philosophy we can argue about this more in the future episodes but let's let's uh let's dunk on one no coiner and then do an outro real okay fast. we'll dunk on a no coiner uh the no coiner a no coiner go ahead okay so do you want to define what a no coiner is do you know what a no coiner is no coiner isn't somebody you guys you guys listening right now you guys are not no coiners even though you haven't necessarily purchased any coin you're sitting here and you're listening and you're not hating everything we're saying a no coiner is somebody who will never ever agree that that e-coin is a thing that could be good or be a thing they so, know about it they've done the research and they think that it's not going to work they think it's a bubble and it's just sad what who you are listening to this you're a pre-coiner because you will eventually own bitcoin everybody's technically a pre-coiner no coin no coiners just don't want to be thought of as being a pre-coiner are essentially no you know who no coiners are no coiners are the people on kitty hawk beach when the wright brothers were inventing the airplane they were watching the airplane go up into the air and fly around for 30 minutes and they were going if man was meant to fly god would have given him wings that's, that's a no coin right? just angry people okay the no coiner of the day is going to be peter ship and i have a feeling she's going to come out <laughs> so peter, dude you just low hanging fruit on that one i i think it might be an ongoing thing where the no coiner of the day is going to be peter ship yeah, so Peter Schiff on January 30th said the real reason Elon Musk may be interested in helping to sustain Bitcoin, this, the Bitcoin bubble, is that the last thing he wants is for bubbles to start popping. When you live in a bubble, it's very dangerous to throw pins at others. The risk is that an errant pin inadvertently pops yours. So Peter Schiff, let me dunk on you for a second in saying Bitcoin is a bubble. A bubble is defined by being something that goes up and comes down. Bitcoin ain't never coming down. It's so obvious that it's only going to get more popular and popular as it goes a bubble needs to pop and the real bubble in this scenario of the world is the u.s dollar which is sad and he's scared and peter schiff if you want to buy gold buy gold but nobody cares about gold it's just it's so funny to me that people think bitcoin is a bubble when you look at the finance world bubble being something that just is is gonna dump out but if you look at anybody that's into bitcoin that really is starting to think about it ain't nobody selling i'm never selling my bitcoin and therefore it's never a bubble shut up peter you want to dunk on him a bit 
God. I actually forgot you were Canadian for a minute there. Like that was so hardcore edgy. Like you didn't even say I'm sorry at the end. What? Uh, I've never said Peter. I actually said some pretty nice things to Peter Schiff in some of his tweets, but I'm oftentimes (laughs) dunking on him in his tweets and it's really fun. I I think hmm. it's funny to me, right? Because you got Peter Schiff. If you, if you guys don't know who Peter Schiff is, it doesn't even matter. Honestly, it's just just kind of, it's it's just he's he's a financial guru, but he's kind of old school. He's What's swinging funny at me, airplanes in the air while they're flying, saying they're going to. Robert fly. Kiyosaki, I believe I could be wrong. Robert Kiyosaki is older than him. I think Robert Kiyosaki is like seventy seven, and and uh, Schiff is like sixties, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Kiyosaki sees the value in Bitcoin. Kiyosaki, by the way. A man who used to actually own a gold and silver mine, literally, in China. Um, he, so he understands the value of gold and silver quite well. Uh, he he also sees the vo- value in e-coin. Uh, Peter Schiff is this, he's obstinate is the word. He's just he's fun just, to dunk on, that's all. He's just very stubborn. And, and yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, it's a good dunk. It's a good dunk. We need, we need some sort of like... Uh, some sort of audio like yeah i'll add uh, it in post a switch. you know kind of a thing so um <laughs> nice. right. anyway okay. good dunk good so wait i have i have a new thing i just invented for you a okay new, you ready okay a new, a new segment i think we need to read comments from the last episode and just go ahead and respond to them <laughs> okay fast. do you have it open yeah. do you have it open right now okay why I don't you heard. read the comments really quick right I'm not going to do all of them. I'm just going to pick one. I'm just going to pick pick one. one, Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Mayam Sasu says, I so much appreciate you. Thanks, you IntelliHex on Telegram. Ich den Angelfangen have IntelliHex on Telegram zu nutzen, haben sie much nie intaisuch. And I want to just say thank you for reading that with such clarity. And a a big thank you to, uh, what was his name again? Mayam, Mayam, thank Mayam, thank you, Mayam, thank you for uh, interacting with the podcast. We appreciate it, and uh, all of your comments are. You know, you're totally not a bot, and we really appreciate you being a very real human being. It's we love real cool. people. All right. Yep, real people saying real things. Real. That should be the tagline <laughs> for our podcast. Real people saying real things. This has been Why Bitcoin with Seven Foot Fiend and Mayam. Oh, come on. <laughs> That would have been so clean. Okay, thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. We will listen to you. Uh, you'll listen to us next week. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye, guys.